Welcome to the Church Home Parenting Podcast. As always, my name's Damon, and I am here with my amazing wife, Christine. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for clearing up some space in your calendar today. <laughs> it's a good one today. It's, it's a great yeah. one because we get to have a conversation about my most favorite person in the world. Me. Well, it's actually Jesus. But you're my second most favorite person in the world. Okay, and okay. we get to sit down and talk with none other than your parents. Right, right. Are you nervous about this? Um, not really. No, because I think... But aren't you scared that they're going to, like, reveal secrets and talk about all the diabolical stuff that you did when you were a teenager? No, I was a perfect angel. Like that one time you got arrested (laughs) in that airport bar because you stole that old woman's luggage? You just like making up crazy stories about me. So that story's not true? (laughs) No. (laughs) But the conversation today is great, and we get to talk to your parents about... How they raise their kids, because you have two brothers, Mm -hmm. and the choices that they made, things that they are grateful they did, things that they wish they would have done different, Mm -hmm. and it's a really great conversation. Yeah. It's good. So the whole airport bar thing, not true? Not true. Okay. All right. (laughs) So without further ado, here is our conversation with Chris and Margot Venti. Well, it's it's a great experience to be sitting across the table from uh, the parents that raised raised my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nervous. No. <laughs> What's gonna happen? You, what do you have to be nervous about, babe? Are you worried that your parents are going to say things about you that you don't want the world to hear? <laughs> the world. No, Chris and Margot, you are um, your family first of all, and mm-hmm. second of all, you're incredible parents that raised. In my opinion, the greatest human being that has ever graced the planet besides the Lord Jesus himself. (laughs) I Uh, like your opinion. Your daughter, Christine. But maybe just uh, share a little bit for everybody listening about your guys' family. Well, first of all, I just want to start with one main comment. Mm. You are our favorite son-in-law. Oh. You're the best one that we have. Just wanted you to know that. But I'm the only it's one. The only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. We're not counting. Who's counting? Wait a second. At first, that compliment really meant something. <laughs> okay, we have three children, and Christine is in the middle. Our oldest is Phil, and our youngest one is Mark. Mark is here at the church on staff as well. Mm-hmm. And Phil is in uh, Ventura. But the most important part is we have nine grandchildren. And, <laughs> that's the truth. That's you what it's gaggle. really all about. <laughs> and and, and it happened in five years. So that's my fa- our family. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell. I'm trying to make that part small because it's... Anyway, I could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> You're proud parents. We're very proud. You're proud parents. So, you know, you you were intentional in, in your parenting, you know, the way that you guys raised your kids, the way you love your kids. Uh, none of it was like just haphazard. And so maybe just talk a little bit about your guys' family philosophy. Like how did the two of you approach um, parenting and approach raising kids? Uh, was that something that was an accident or, you know, did you guys have some thoughts about it? And what were those? Well, I just say that First of all, nobody's really ready to be a parent. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. You know, and, uh, but we've been very blessed and very fortunate. But I tell a lot of people I'm a recovering engineer, so I always have plans. <laughs> and early on, we talked very intentionally. There were three areas that we always wanted to do. We wanted to continue to show our kids who Jesus is mm-hmm. by looking at us. We wanted to work on communication and relationships so they could be 
be prepared for relationships mm-hmm. in the world and with those around them. And from day one, we both agreed to be consistent. Mm. Consistent between us and how we dealt with things with each kid and with each situation. Mm. Because, you know, kids are really smart and they know how to work it. Mm. <laughs> oh, they still did. Yeah, that's <laughs> They tried. Maybe mom was a little bit easier. To... Uh, maybe I was. <laughs> but that's part of it, too. We also had fun. You know, we laughed a lot and played a lot. And we just kept you... We kept the kids talking. We, mm. I, I think the biggest thing, I, even the, Phil mentioned to me in my last birthday card how much he remembers coming home every day to a cup of tea. Because hmm. my, my background is English, unlike the Italian man I married. <laughs> and so we'd have tea and graham crackers, and we'd dump the graham crackers in the tea, and we'd chit-chat a little bit. And it was just sort of a way to undo the day. And, and anyway, it was a lot of fun. So we kept the kids talking as much mm-hmm. as we possibly could. A little harder in high school, especially with the boys. A little easier with Christine because girls talk more. She's mm-hmm. smarter. <laughs> anyway. That's but, what I heard. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> is that Christine was a smart and way more beautiful than the boys. That's for sure. <laughs> Phil, Mark, any any objections? No, I didn't hear anything. Just, uh... No, that actually is interesting because that is one thing I remember in fifth grade. I remember I had just, you know, there's mean girls um, and I remember coming home, and it wasn't even that you had the best advice to give. You just listened to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember just having a place to uh, be able to – I had a safe place. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, that's so important to – now that we have our own kids, thinking creating that safe place for our kids that mm-hmm. they – you know, if they have something going on elsewhere, they know that at home – they can just completely be themselves, and that communication is so important. Right, because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of parents would be like, "My kids don't talk to me. My kids don't talk to me. They won't say anything." And uh, Christine's for years told me about how often the two of you guys would talk, and you would listen. And what a great listener you are, Mom. And the, the irony is that all parents want their kids to talk to them, but unfortunately, they they want to talk to them on their timetable. And that you really were intentional about. You know, listening to your kids when they wanted to talk versus like, hey, I need, I'm, I, I've got this free time. I want to talk. Oh wait, you don't want to talk. Oh well. Um, but being there when they needed you and being ready, to, being ready to actively listen when they were ready to talk is a, is a huge thing. And creating that safe space where now there's there's an open channel of, of, of dialogue and communication that's been been formed. Yeah, that's a good point. I know each of our kids too. I remember with Christine, she and I would have our talks. Just before bed, which you'd be getting into bed and we'd get together for a little bit. That's when we would have our little chats and she'd be talking about things on her mind. Hmm. But the boys, they were comatose already. Hmm. So you'd talk to them in the morning. Hmm. But maybe it was this little stall tactic, too, well, for having to go to bed. Either way, it worked. <laughs> yeah. it, did, it, it did its job. Especially daddy's little girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, but right. I love that, too, knowing your kids, right? You know mm-hmm. when their windows of time are, and mm-hmm. even if it's inconvenient for you taking that time, that's really good. Well, right. it's always inconvenient to be a parent. I don't care. Even junior <laughs> high, high school, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. We think it, I mean, I remember with the baby years, oh my word you realize how selfish you are once you have a child because you want your Mm. own time and you want your sleep and you want all these things and but it's stages and so it's like you you just think you're getting over that one and then something else happens and but that's all life is all life is change and it's just get on board or you're gonna have a miserable life (laughs) (laughs) it's true looking back on it what's one thing that you are so thankful that you did intentionally or unintentionally in raising your kids? Well, for me, I, 
I was not brought up in a real fundamental church and not the faith building type church. And thank God my parents were very, um, they just were very diligent about telling me how great I was and how much they loved me. And so the biggest thing I feel like I have, I've done is giving the kids, looking at even their faults and saying, what would that look like if Jesus got to it and changed it into what he intended it to be? Mm Because sometimes faults are actually a a gift, it's, right. it, but it's right. just not not been touched by anybody that's older yeah. or, or could help them do it. So I spoke life into them. I think that's probably, I, I would honestly say it's my gift with everybody. I, it sounds very proud, but uh, if anybody oh, it does. knows it me. It sounds very proud. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I'm very humbly saying this. Mm. <laughs> but I, yes, I, I just spoke life into the kids and loved them. No matter what, I think they felt safe, mm-hmm. and I really. But that's that's my happy place is my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's good too. Knowing like thinking, okay, even if you, something that's viewed as a weakness could be a strength, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in your kids, so looking at something that maybe drives you crazy about your kids and thinking, oh how gosh. can how can this be a strength? So Mark. tell me what. Yeah, tell me about Mark. my brothers. What drove you crazy about my brothers? Mark, <laughs> don't you remember we called him Motor Mouth? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And we can yes, ad- we can we can adjust with some of your kids too that are like we, he was Motor Mouth, but he he preaches, he yeah. teaches now, and it was just cultivating that gift of. I mean, he was doing uh, he was speaking in high school um, in front of people. Yeah. So it's cultivating that gift in him that would absolutely just, uh, there would be a time where I just go, okay, I need to go in my, I need to yeah. just get away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thanks. I love you, Mark. And, and that's why most of the time during his childhood that Mark walked around with a muzzle. <laughs> that, would, that would be the reason why. That's right. That's the cone right. of silence. No, I love that. Just the idea of seeing your kids with eyes of faith. And because it's so easy to get caught up in those little idiosyncrasies and those little habits that are like annoying and frustrating, but to stop and to go, what could this be? Like, where, where could this go? Because the easy route is just like, shut it down. Mark, stop talking. Mm-hmm. Versus like taking the time to train him. Okay, here's, here's kind of appropriate times and shape and that type of thing. And, or, you know, if, whether it's emotion. Like, instead of shutting emotion down, it's beginning to shape and, and, and give banks to it so it's not, like, spilling over and flooding, but it's directed, and there's there's a groove that's been carved through repetition and consistency, like you were saying, Dad, um, that now provides the avenue for these, these things, these traits to have a direction to flow, um, I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're paying attention... Most of the things about your children that drive you crazy are actually strengths. Mm. So you take that strength and just direct it in the right direction, Mm -hmm. and it becomes a strength for positive than Mm -hmm. annoyance. And Mm -hmm. so those very things you have to recognize, I've got to just channel this thing and get it going the right direction. And it's really having a vision for your kids. Who are they now? Who are they going to be? And help guide them to that point. That's great. And so one of the things we both have done, I believe, but one, one of the areas I tried to focus on with the kids is to do things that built confidence in them. So you can do things with the boys who worked on cars. Actually, Christy did too. We'll have a little story about that later. Yeah, but, girl. Uh, so they were able to, you know, throughout their life growing up at different stages, yeah, you can do this. Let's go do this. Yeah. And we would do 
you know, from outdoor things to around the house with people. Even as younger children, they, they spoke uh, with adults fairly normally and comfortably. And so taking those things that that are strengths and just channeling them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And any way you can build confidence in your kids too. That's absolutely because you want, that's what you want. You want, you're want to help them to be a healthy adult. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know my dad, uh, he saw, I liked mechanical things. So he would do things like I, I wanted a mini bike. He said, great. And I thought, well, that was easy. He goes, but we're going to make it. You got to pay for it. You got to make it. I'll help you. So he guided me that way. And hmm. he saw the engineering me, you know, at 10. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he would take those things and, and he would use it for multiple purposes. I had to take responsibility. I had to go work for the money to do it. And then we built it. And then we did something together. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to do those same kinds of things, mm. you know, with our kids. Cre- creating the opportunity and pulling gifts out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Identifying. That's really good. Okay, so, so far this conversation has been very good, but it's, it's about to get hard-hitting. Oh. <laughs> you are Christine's parents. Mm-hmm. You know her better than anybody else on the planet. So now what we need you to do is we need you to start sharing some things with us about her that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. So I do know, you know one thing we say in raising teenagers is like catching a salmon. You got to let them run and reel them back in, let them run and reel them back in. So there's all sorts of back and forth kinds of stories we have. And I know that we used to say that, um, you know, Christine is about 18 months younger than Phil, but girls progress faster. So they both hit puberty on like on the same day. Mm. And Mark was nine. And he was like, when Mark hit puberty, he was nine. No, no, no. no, no. Mark no, was just nine when they hit puberty. And he was like, what happened to my brother and sister? <laughs> Phil would cry. And Christy would slam the door. Yes. <laughs> you just look at her and she'd run up in her room and slam the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anger management. Right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> Christine had rage problems so as she a was, teenager. She had to be really good at it. And oh, well, yeah. we look at each other and say, okay, what caused that one? I'm not sure. <laughs> and then we would give it a little time and then we go back in and you, kind you of talk, it out. We talk about it, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, that, that's, a great, that's a great point. How did you guys respond when Christine was raging? Because I guess... <laughs> raging. When when she would lose her mind and fly off the handle, I think you're enjoying this a little too much. Rage, (laughs) raw, unadulterated rage. How would you guys respond to that? I never saw her do that. (laughs) Work with me here, Mom. Work with me. I actually no. I mean, really, I don't remember you ever doing that. But like door 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 slamming. I remember the door slamming, but you never, you didn't yell. I think you didn't. Yeah, you're not, you're not a yeller. So I mean, you weren't. Maybe you are now. Maybe that's part of the problem. (laughs) So the thing, oh my goodness. The thing is, though, and we said earlier about keeping the kids talking. There, with with all, especially the early teens and mid teens, there are situations you have to pick and choose your battle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there were times where they have done things. We've known they've done things and we start talking about it. And when they start to open up, you can have two choices. You can say, if I ever see you do that, you know, Mm -hmm. or, well, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going to do that again or was and we and discuss it Mm. um, to pull those things out. And I know, uh, of course, this isn't 
expose Phil Day either, but there's some things that Phil did. That podcast that we, is coming soon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to be, we'll be we bo- broadcasting him, that in Ventura. Yeah. Uh, but there were some things that he was doing that we knew. Yeah. And we asked him, and he kind of went, no, oh, kind of, you know. And we were like, okay, are you gonna, is this going to continue? No. And he did for a few months, and then it was like, okay, you're, you're right. Because you have to get through. And whether mm. they're going to respond exactly how you want right at that moment right. is a little bit more beside the point. It's more of do you get the principle in and do you get them to start thinking rationally so they can actually make – let's face it, especially when the, once they're teens uh, – uh, you know, you have input till mm-hmm. about nine or ten. Wow! It doesn't come out till they're thirteen. Right. But they're formed, mm-hmm. and right. when they're in high school, when they're not in your sight, they're going to do what they want to do. Right. And so the best approach is, and we believe, is to get them to start thinking and giving them the tools to make good judgment mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we you have to let them sometimes go for a while till they get to the point of. Situation will happen. They remember the input, and they go, "Well, mom and dad was right." And then, putting two and two, and then it comes around. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. I, I I love how you guys didn't overreact as parents. On the inside, you do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting to what you said, Dad, nothing nothing shocks you. Yeah, like that's what was a piece of advice we got. Um, early on was when your kids share something with you, hey, you might be freaking out on the inside, but nothing surprises you and nothing right. shocks you on the outside because mm-hmm. otherwise your kids are going to learn real quick, oh, can't tell mom and dad that. Yeah. And that that helps keep those those lines of communication open as well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. But back to Christy. Yeah, back to Christy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're talking about yeah. me. <laughs> no, I just remember a time when I was up in the room and, and there was something wrong with the blinds. And I said, this is strange. And it Obviously, with teeth marks over the metal ones, you know. And I'm thinking, and it's her room, so hello. So I, I basically said, huh, these don't look right. Did, did something happen here? And you said, oh, no. No, nothing happened. Two minutes later, you're downstairs crying. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, that's another little story. Yeah, I think so what, what happened to the blinds? <laughs> Pray tell, Mom. Okay, I, no, I remember, this, I remember this. I was so frustrated because it was I couldn't get the blinds to close. Oh, they're hard. I was so frustrated. And I got so mad that I bit the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when you used to bite babies. <laughs> you remind me of Jaws from James Bond. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to release your anger somehow, right? That's, right? That's a good, healthy way. Well, babe. I didn't know that end of the story. <laughs> you didn't know that part of the story? No, you just came back and apologized. Oh, well, you, you said were so sad. Teeth marks. You, well, I know. I well, bit, but I bit the blinds and I lied about it, but... Yeah. Clearly, I, I wasn't a very good liar because <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I think I had to have been four or five. But, okay, so but you knew she did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And th- that's the thing that one of the things I love about the two of you is that you guys played the long game with your kids. Mm-hmm. You didn't try and fix everything immediately right now. You, you, like you were saying with, with when working with Phil, it was like ask him questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, that, and the other. You knew... Because uh, you could have dropped the hammer and I know this and you're lying to me and, and yet you were thinking three steps down the road. Like you were playing mm-hmm. chess instead of like that card game of war where it's just the immediate moment you guys were thinking ahead. And how important that is in giving giving room at the same time directing. And since we're so spiritual, I have to read a scripture out. Oh, yeah. Deuteronomy Please. 11 mm. says that very thing. is to train, train your children as you sit by the way, as you come into your home at night, as you're going, mm. as you're going for a mm. walk, mm. little by little, step by step. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't move, you know, an uh, aircraft carrier in two feet. Well, kids are aircraft carriers, but you've got to play that long game. Right. And you adjust them a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. and that's how you form and... In the end, you look back 
And that's why we, in the end, we look back and say, how do we do that? Hmm. <laughs> well, it was a piece at a time, really a step good. at yeah. a time. Yeah. Really but the good. other thing, a part of it is we weren't perfect. Yeah. And this is probably my mantra. Speak for yourself. Hmm. <laughs> 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 okay. I was a little bit less perfect than you. <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the things that bottom line is there's a scripture that says the love of God leads to repentance. Hmm. No, that's not the one I want. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. That's not the one I want. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> having okay. a brain freeze. Okay. Anyway, the You're gist probably of thinking the... of the verse, uh, then Judas went out and hung himself. That's, that's right. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Is that the one? Anyway. Oh. No. Anyway, it's basically uh, love covers a multitude mm. of sins. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that's I great. want. And because we loved our kids so much, when we did things wrong, we would apologize. Will you please forgive me for doing blah, 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 blah. And at the same point... We probably didn't even do that all the time. So we were not perfect parents by any means. And the biggest thing that I would say to parents out there is when you do things with your children that even at the time you don't know they're wrong and later down in life you go, oh, my gosh, I wish I hadn't have done that. That was a terrible parenting thing. It's still you did it out of love usually. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say 99.9% of the time. And so it covers a multitude of what we do. Mm -hmm. So God's grace gets in there and still allows these wonderful, and now they were adults, but they mm -hmm. were wonderful children, and now they're wonderful adults, come out in spite of me mm -hmm. and Dad. Mm -hmm. And so. the other thing I'd add, because I grew up in the church, mm -hmm. and all of my, to a one, my friends that didn't make it, had, if you will, two sets of parents. They had church parents and home parents. Mm. And so I'd really, we tried to be the same. We we are who we are. Mm -hmm. and Behind closed doors. In, in, yeah, mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Faults and good good aspects, all that, we're, mm -hmm. we're consistent in who we are. And when you when you put on a facade in mm -hmm. front of other people, right. your kids are watching that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it causes so much confusion. You know, it's security you know, clear guidelines and boundaries and consistency is so important to build a foundation of security in kids. And when they see two sets of parents, mm -hmm. then what else is false? Right. Mm -hmm. Is everything you're saying false? Right. Is, is God's stuff false? Kind of a How show. Can I believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. So we've talked a lot about what great parents you are and what you guys have done right. If you, looking back on it, now that all your kids are adults, is, what, is there anything you would do differently? What would you change? Well, I can think of a few things right away. <laughs> uh, and I did make an adjustment about halfway through growing yeah. up. I, you know, my career in engineer and I was traveling a ton. Mm. Then I had my own business and I traveled even more. And I still remember the story when they were early. Actually, Mark wasn't even a teenager yet. Uh, coming home after three days at night. And I won't go through the whole story, but the kids didn't know I was gone. Mm. And that was like a big wake-up call. I sold my business within... I don't know, about a year of that time. Hmm. And uh, so I definitely would have been around more uh, uh, when they were much younger. Now, when I was there, I tried to be really engaged right. in everything. Mm -hmm. But that's definitely something you really, boy, you really have to make priorities and, and make a decision. Right. Yeah. A conscious decision because life happens. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it goes by pretty quickly. That's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. It's a it, hard question for me to answer. <laughs> Because I, I love this, I live, I mean, I, all my life I wanted to be mommy. Yeah. That was just something I wanted to be. And I, not, not that I was perfect, but probably the biggest thing I would regret is that I didn't push them a little farther. Hmm. That I didn't 
I tended to say, oh, they don't like doing that, so let's just take them out of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say, okay, we gotta we gotta try it another year, or let's try something different, mm-hmm. um, because. It, of course, in our generation, kids weren't in sports like they are now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they weren't in yeah. everything like yeah. they are now. But at the same point, I think I would have pushed them more. Mm. Mm. Like like when something maybe didn't come natural mm-hmm. at first to go, no, we're going to— we're gonna we're gonna push through this. We're gonna work we're gonna work through this. Mm-hmm. But once they started something, we made them finish it. We didn't we weren't yeah. we're wishy-washy about, about that. But we just I basically said well, we're not doing that next year because <laughs> it was so hard to get them there and it was just yeah. anyway. Just because there's a little diversity doesn't mean you stop. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. Just because something's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's really really good. You know, having joined this family, um, I'm like a, a a bolt-on to the family. I'm a I'm an addendum. <laughs> um, but. You know, Christine and I have been married for 16 years, mm-hmm. and... Um, they can't be. We're only 45. How does that happen? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> let me explain it, Dad. It's awkward that we're having to have this conversation on the air. But um, the idea of, you know, we hear this word legacy, mm-hmm. and people will use the term legacy, and you hear sports figures talk about it as far as, like, what they do and accomplish, but... You know, you look at what the Bible says about legacy, and it really has to do with how you live your life and your family. Like, your children, and, the, and all throughout the New Testament, this phrase, like, their, their children, their children's children. And this idea that our legacy is so much our family and who comes after us and who comes in kind of the wake of our life. Um, when you hear that word and you, and you think about legacy and you think about your guys' kids and, you know, all of them are walking with Jesus, um, one of them is perfect. Um, <laughs> Which one? Which they, one? Uh, they all have amazing, I mean, you have amazing grandkids uh, that love you and, and that love each other. Like what comes to mind when you hear that word legacy? I actually look backwards. I look at my parents and how they brought me up and my, brought me and my brother up. And then I realized, you know what, when we got married, we were leaps and head. We were leaps and bounds ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at you guys and all our other kids and how their marriages, they're, they too, it's, it's like a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. It's the blessings of God. Mm-hmm. And it's, you just see that his love for you and you're, you're doing the best that you can with what you got. And so sometimes we look back at the, the bad, but then we got to look back at where we are here and that the legacy can change because his parents <laughs> definitely, I would say, changed the legacy. And he, my, parent, my parents had already had, mm-hmm. it was a, not a fundamental Christianity, but they, they, were, they yeah. were strong in the Lord. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I look back. I look back at what God blessed us mm-hmm. with behind us, which is just snowballing. And I look at the grandkids. Oh, my gosh. They're way ahead yeah. of where... We were, you guys were when you were It children. just keeps getting better. Yeah. Each yes. generation exactly. just keeps Lord. getting better. And it's because of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, not- you know, I thought when my dad passed away, I thought through this quite a bit. And I realized, you know, as you look at the word, the word says two things. Our life is but a vapor, mm-hmm. but it's all about the generations. Mm-hmm. And so as I look through, I look back two generations where we came from and Italian and Sicilian, and you guys know now, and we'll out everything. I didn't know this until my mom passed away, that my, I had grandparents I didn't know about 
They were executed by the police in the 20s. They were in the mafia. Hmm. You, found, no out, you found out your mom was adopted. And my and mom was didn't. adopted. That, that, that was like the I single think... greatest day of your life. <laughs> Yo, like, when what? you found out that you have blood ties to the mafia, <laughs> yeah, that, right, you were right. happier than when she your children were born. sister. We didn't know about all of that. But my parents made that decision. You know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. And so we went from two generations ago that right. our parents, and my dad was the first one who went to college. Our kids have masters and they're in the ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so, and again, I'm sorry, I have all this engineering stuff, but God made all the energy that exists. Mm-hmm. We cannot create energy. We can just change its state. Mm-hmm. It's either potential energy or kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. And to change it from potential to kinetic, you have to put work in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as parents, if you put work in, you can you create the potential God's given you and your children and they turn them into kinetic yeah. and mm-hmm. positive. And so we can have input on that thousand generation blessing yeah. the Bible talks about if we put work in. Right. And right. it isn't easy. No, it's yeah. and it's not convenient. <laughs> never. Never. It's, yeah. But it's worth it. But it's a long I mean, day. look at me. Yes, it wasn't it worth it, guys? We're looking it at is. you right now. <laughs> it was. And I remember the when you guys met each other and how much it was just so fun to watch the whole process of mm-hmm. making the right choice. Do you remember that? And do you remember when you were like dealing drugs and Stop. running guns and Stop. and like you know you family? had that that oh that gambling goodness. ring and oh how the Lord used me to bring you out of all that. Boy, what a blessing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what oh they're not goodness. saying. That's no. what Chris and Margo are not saying about Christine. <laughs> but I know. I was a door slammer. That's about as bad as it got. <laughs> no, actually, she was probably, of the three, she was the easiest. I'm just sorry, Mark. Talk and about Phil. it. Just talk about it, Mom. That's right. Oh, see, this is why we invited you guys to join us. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here mm-hmm. and taking the time. It's been really great chatting with you guys. It's been and fun. I'm thankful for you. Love you. Love you guys too. And that was a great conversation. But I, I got to be honest, I'm very disappointed. I tried my hardest <laughs> to get your parents to dish on you, and they would they didn't take the bait. That's because there's nothing to dish about. I'm, oh, I'm a perfect that's angel. so not true. <laughs> so not true. You wish it wasn't true. You were in a sorority in college. We need to get your parents on here so they can dish. There's a reason my parents have not been on the podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm no dummy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I just, I adore your parents. And one of the things I love about them is, did you, did you notice that they were never like, here's the five things we did to raise three great kids and yeah. now grandkids. Yeah. They were like, you know what? We had no idea what we were doing and we prayed. Yep. And God helped us. And that... Mm-hmm. That's so encouraging. It's yeah. so encouraging that it's like none of us have got this figured out. We all need the Holy Spirit's help. And best of all, he is ready to help all of us. Yeah. Takes the pressure off, mm-hmm. takes the weight off, and um, Jesus has got our kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to have your brothers on a future episode <laughs> and get their opinions. <laughs> yeah? That could be interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs>